Hello, my name is David, and I just want to encourage everyone. You are around folks who you can encourage. I was encouraged greatly when I was younger by my elementary school football coach who always said good words, always encouraged all of us. He was direct, he was tough, but he never put us down. Those words of encouragement from you know someone outside the family, from my coach, made such a difference. And I try to remember today, uh, my wife especially, she thrives on encouragement. You can never stop growing and building and getting better at being an encourager. Absolutely. Nothing, nothing worse than discouragement. Expectations minus reality results in discouragement and disappointment in life. Hey, Dr. Randy here in the Intentional Living Center, along with Jennifer and Gino and all of our Facebook friends. Thank you for joining us. And Stephen, our producer, uh, as we continue a discussion from earlier in the week on the power of words, the impact of words. We had so many really cool calls earlier in the week of people sharing uh, what a grandparent or parent or coach or teacher said to them when they were younger and the impact in their life. And you're thinking, who cares? Why do I want to hear this? And I'll tell you why. Two things are going to be really encouraged in this discouraging world in which we live. Secondly, it'll be an illustration for us of uh, the power of our own words for the people that we love. And it'll be a reminder that our words matter. So I just invite you to stay tuned. Uh, for the next, uh, what, 25 minutes or so. Uh, again, you can leave your comments on our comment line at 888-888-1717. We have all the callers for the show today lined up, ready to go. But you can record your comments on our storyline at 888-888-1717. All right, let me go to line number five and uh, in Arizona. And uh, Damatella, I've been thinking, I was talking before we went on the air. I want to make sure I get your pronunciation of your name right. Did I do that right? Yes, you did. Damatella, well, thank Hello? you for calling. What do you remember? What's a word that was spoken to you when you were a child? Uh, well, actually, I was listening to your program, and as I was driving, and the Holy Spirit asked me to call you because my daughter, right now, she's losing her marriage. Mm. It's an unintentional word she gave to her husband's mother and dad. Um, I don't know what it is, but she's scrambling to get it together. And she's given a chance to the devil to mingle in her marriage, and he is not accepting any apologies. They have been married for 17 years. They have a 16-year-old boy. And because of something unintentional, she said, I don't know exactly what it is, hmm. but he will forgive that. Now, her husband won't, and it, and it impacted because it was involving his mother. Exactly. Yeah. His mother. Mm-hmm. And he's willing to throw his life and marriage away because nothing else matters. The parents have since moved to Jordan. I see. And, I mean, they have a daughter over there, and they're not coming back. And this is making it impossible for them to reconcile, according yeah. to him. Well, it's an illustration so of—yeah, it's, yeah. it's an illustration of the power of negativity in our words— Um it's also a reminder that God has called us to forgive one another just as Christ has forgiven you. And generally speaking, uh, in my experience in working with people, when, when something is said that sets off this level of, of, of uh, animosity or hurt in a relationship, it usually is just sort of a trigger. In other words, there's been things under the surface boiling or other issues that have been boiling 
And this becomes what we sometimes call the tipping point in a relationship. And so it wouldn't be surprising for your daughter or for yourself to say, wow, what is it that I said that set this off to this extent? Well, it may be something small that she said, but it had a big impact because it sort of brought to the surface. Is it cultural differences? Is it lack of expectations? Has there been other things going on in the marriage that have that has created a problem? Um, and we can speculate for a long time, but the only way we can get to the bottom of this is to sit down and just be honest with each other. And um, and I know you have a mother's heart. You love your daughter and you want the best for your daughter. I get it. But I would encourage you to say to your daughter, honey, listen, the only way you're going to get to the bottom of it is for you and your husband to have some honest discussion. And you're saying, well, he won't do that. And then I think someone should communicate to him. You got your marriage on the line. Maybe there's kids on the line. There's your future on the line. Um, and if nothing else, the two of you should be able to get with a counselor, sit down and at least lay on the proverbial table, not only what was said, but why what was said became so significant in terms of a decision to break up a marriage. Because usually it's just a more of a symptom than the cause or more of the symptom than the problem itself. Wow. We'll be praying for you and your daughter and your family. It is a reminder, though, about the power of our words. Jim is on the line in Arizona. Hi there, Jim. How are you doing today? Hi, Brother Randy. I um, wanted to tell you a story about my aunt, who is almost ni- over 90 years old now, uh-huh. <clears throat> about words. So if you want me Go to right share ahead. that. Yep. Go right um, ahead. I was about five or six, maybe seven at the most, and... We lived in the same neighborhood in the same block. She had nine children, and my my I had a brother and a sister. And we always used to play all day long with each other in the neighborhood. And then I heard that she had to move away. That that my uh, uncle Ken had found a job in Montana. And uh, after they'd left, she got a letter from uh, my mom. Got a letter from her, and my mom called me in and read this little statement. She said, the one thing I miss the most is watching that little uh, little ray of sunshine coming over to our house every day. Mm. And she talked about that about me, and it impacted me for the rest of my life. Whenever I went through a hardship, I'd always remember that that she was a person of faith, and, and I really believe the Lord gave her those words because— I always remember that I'm a golden drop of sunshine in the eyes of Jesus, no matter how many times I fail. I don't know how many of your friends are listening, but I would bet if they did or are, they would say, you know what? That is Jim. He's that little golden drop of of uh, sunshine. Is that something important to you now still in your relationships to be a, a drop of sunshine for people that are a little discouraged? Yes, because my calling is uh, music, um, worship and gospel music, uh, prophetic, they call it, when you share a story in a song like David. Um, I relate very much to David, and mm. and his downfalls were similar to mine, but, but even more traumatic. But, um, yeah, I have a, a soft heart for hurting people, mm-hmm. and sometimes uh, they take advantage of that, but... It's always rewarding anyway, yes, because God made me that tender heart so I can minister and pray with people 
that maybe nobody, nobody else would want to take the time to. And that's why you remember, Jim, in part, that's what, one of the reasons you do remember your aunt saying, you know what, what I miss most about moving away is, Jim, the little drop of golden sunshine coming over. Now, this is a whole other lesson, by the way, when we talk about childhood memories, but just to, to remind, remind us that the way God wired us is that we tend to remember things from our childhood in such a way that they reflect more about who we are today than what we were as a child. And that's why you could have a brother or sister remembering the same incident in childhood as you do, but remembering it in a total different way. Their understanding is totally different because they're different people. In other words, if Jim had a brother or sister, hypothetically, and they weren't a little golden drop of sunshine in terms of how they wanted to live their life, they're not going to remember Auntie saying that they were a golden drop of sunshine. They would tend to remember something that will reinforce how they view their life today. That's a powerful thing, parents. Our words matter. But what's even more important is how our kids interpret those words, how our spouse interprets those words. That's powerful. I'll tell you what, uh, stand by. We've got uh, some friends who want to talk to us. Dennis and Flora uh, are on the line, and it looks to me like uh, we'll get to your calls here. And Denise, we'll get to you all here in a moment. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back. We're talking about the power of words here from our Intentional Living Center. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. My husband's a spender, and I'm a saver, and it does create conflict in our marriage. What should I do? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with another Intentional Living Minute. Well, the good news is at least one of you is a saver and you don't have two spenders uh, because that does create a problem. Can I encourage you to, first of all, know your numbers, even though there's emotionality and the, the lack of agreement, numbers are not emotional. They're just factual. Get them down in print so you can see them. And then together, agree on some things you'd like to see happen in your life financially, some goals for the future, retirement goals, educational goals, vacation goals, service goals, ministry goals, and then declare that intention and make your money do what you want it to do, not the money making you do what it wants you to do. Agree to a plan and then have a monthly review. That's intentional living. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. Uh, that's the Intentional Living Minute sent out around the world. And if you're not receiving it, you can sign up for it. Just come to theintentionallife.com. Dot com. All right, uh, let me get to Denise next, and then Daniel, I'll get to you in a moment. Denise, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Good. Talk about words today. What uh, what have you heard in your life that's made a difference? I work with autistic children, um, mm. ages two to seven, and they're trying to find their words. And something was shared in our chat room recently about um, sharing your calm with the kids. And I was getting anxious and I realized I don't have to share my calm. I'm going to share God's calm with mm -hmm. them. And that, I think that helps them find their words. <laughs> well, you know, that's an interesting thing. You're talking about uh, children that struggle speaking or sharing words. What kind of words are, do, 
Do you find that as a result of that, that, that people don't speak to them in ways that would be lifting them up? Are they, do they get ignored? Yes, they get ignored. People get anxious. They don't know what to do. They will make comments to their own children saying, uh, you know, that person has a problem versus how can we help them, which is what, you know, has been suggested. If you see a special needs child, you should tell your child, what can we do to help that child? Mm-hmm. Um, not so much don't stare or don't don't look at that kid, um, but what can we do to help? And what would you say if a child asked you that? What can we do to help? Um, if a child asked me what can we do to help that child, I would say just love them in any way that you can. If you know, with your words, with your with your hugs, with helping them on the playground, or you know, helping other children to be sensitive to that child. That's good. Well, it's a it's a reminder that uh, we're all at different places. All, we all have some challenges in our life, and being sensitive to each other is important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I, I just found that I was getting anxious, and I realized I don't have to. God, God can do this. You know, He can give me the calm I need for these kids if they're trying to hurt themselves or if they're trying to hurt somebody else. Mm-hmm. He can give me the calm, and that made all the difference. That's good. Well, keep the calm and keep sharing it. Thank you, Denise, and thank you for what you're doing. Uh, let me go to Quina, and then I'll get to you, Daniel. Hold on. Quina is next in Georgia. Uh, welcome to the show, Quina. What uh, what words do you remember? Hi. Um, when my dad was alive, he taught, he would say to me, your word is like gold. Uh, your word is your bond. And so he said, don't say it if you're not going to do it. And don't say, yes, I'm going to do something, and don't do it. and Or no, I'm, I'm not going to do something. So your word was like gold. I'm, I, would, I bet that's important to you now, isn't it? It really is. So whenever I'm getting ready, to, if I'm going to do something, I think through it. Yeah. I don't know if you're married or not, but I don't know if you're married or not, but if you are, I bet it's important. Your husband, uh, follow through with what he says. That's important to you. Yes. If you say something, now I'm, I have to admit, I, I'm not like that with everybody. I, I understand that just because I learned that, that not everyone will, because I experienced it, not everyone will follow through. But when I, I've learned that if I'm going to say it, then I'm going to do it. That's good. Powerful. Great reminder, uh, Quina. Thank you for your call from George. I'm glad you're listening uh, there today. We're talking about the power of words. If you just turned on the sh- on the program, and the reason we're doing this is because we, w- I'm hoping that each of us will think more intentionally about the words we're going to speak the rest of today. What we're going to say to our spouse, to our kids, to our coworkers, that our words really do matter. They're powerful. Okay, Daniel, you've been waiting the longest, my friend, there in Tennessee. Thank you for your patience. Uh, we're talking about words, so how would you like to weigh in on this today? Well, uh, one of the things that um, it was actually a friend's father used to say quite often was, don't sweat the petty stuff, pet the sweaty stuff. <laughs> That's true. So and, is it, do you find that now for yourself, that you, you don't sweat the, the, the small stuff in life? Well, I catch myself and remind myself um, quite often. Um, it's often the um, the the least um, the least likely moments are are the most impactful in a child's life. And I want to say I was about twelve or thirteen years old whenever I first heard him say that, and it made absolutely no sense to me. 
and uh, I just forgot about it for 10 or 12 years. Mm. Um, and then once I got married and I, we, we started having children on, on our own and life stresses started to build up and I've been known to, um, beat a dead horse to death in my, uh, overzealousness. So mm. it's a, it's a good reminder to me to, um, just let the little stuff go and, uh, focus on the big picture and, um, God's word has really helped me, um, God's word is really the most important out of all of the words in my life. Yeah, um, absolutely. As as well as everyone else's life. And to go back to what one of the other callers, I believe Tiffany was saying, that the power of life and death is in the tongue. Yeah. Uh, it, it hit me in my young 20s when someone brought this to my attention, that when God created everything, he created it with his spoken word. Right. And when... Uh, when the devil tries to attack, he tries to attack by manipulating and twisting spoken word, that silver tongue. Mm. Um, so I have made it a point of mine to be very intentional with what I say, never to do something that I said I wouldn't do or never to say something that I don't fully intend on following through with. Mm. There's power in our words, life and death. And it's true. God spoke everything into existence. And what's fascinating to me is with this um, this new uh, telescope, uh, radio telescope that's picking up these far distant, um, as a James Webb, I think, James Webb uh, telescope. <laughs> and it's just amazing to me as I hear, you know, God spoke all this into existence. And it raises all sorts of questions, doesn't it, in your mind about the, the size of the universe and what God's plans and how we fit into it. I was telling Donna the other day, we're driving down the street. You think we're on this seemingly little insignificant planet out on the side of our, of a smaller galaxy um, flying through the universe. And is it, don't we take God and put him into our little boxes? It's such an amazing, I mean, if we really believe that God created all of this stuff out there, it's way beyond our comprehension. And when the scripture says we look through the, like the bottom of a Coke bottle it's, you know, the glass is so thick that we can't quite see it clearly. Someday it'll be all clear to us. And um, anyway, I'm preaching now. But uh, it's an amazing thing when we think about the power of words and God spoke all this into existence. All right, I'll tell you what, uh, Jennifer, are you ready to take another little break here? Uh, I want to play an excerpt from uh, one of my teachings. In fact, the one for this month. Uh, about God and his love for the unloved. I'll tell you how you can receive it in a moment. Come back. we got some more calls uh, ready to share with you on Intentional Living. The majority of Americans feel alone. We can feel alone in a crowd, can't we? We can feel alone in a marriage. We can feel alone in a lot of different relationships, even though we're with other people. That's an excerpt from the teaching this month on how God loves those who are feeling unloved. And there are four examples in Scripture, many more, but four that I, I teach this month, and it's gone out to our members. If you're on our membership list, you're part of our membership community, you're supporting and praying for the ministry, you receive it every month, and you're saying, I don't, I didn't see it. Well, check your spam filter because we send it out by email. A few of you still receive the CD, but we love the email because it's a 
Well, we can get it to you more quickly, and it's both uh, video and audio that way, and we send it to you. But check your spam filter. But if you have a problem, be sure to let us know. We want to make sure you're getting it. Share it with your pastor, your family. Uh, that's fantastic. And I would invite some of you, maybe you today, to come and be a part of this journey. Life is so short. Come and invest in making a difference in people's lives. We, we see people coming to Christ, families being strengthened, people making better decisions in this chaotic world uh, to honor God. And thank you for being a part of it. Your monthly support matters. All you have to do is go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. Click on that little donate icon and join us. Be a part of this uh, community uh, from month to month and until until Jesus returns or until you can't continue to do it. That's fine. Uh, but be a part of it. We'd love to to have you be a part of our intentional living community with uh, thousands of others around the country who are a part of this journey with us. Words that impact your life is our discussion today. And uh, we got some more callers ready to go. I think let's go to Jerry uh, in, uh, let me see, in Texas. How, uh, Jerry, tell us, how have, uh, how have words uh, really impacted you? Well, I went to the grocery store one day, and uh, an 18-year-old boy was taking out my groceries. And at, after he finished, he told me, have a blessed day. And, I, and that just took me for a surprise. You don't normally hear teenagers saying anything, bless you, you know, anything that has God in it. And I was just amazed, and it took my heart, and I was like, oh, thank God somebody else does that. Because I do it to my kids and everybody I see. I say, oh, God bless you. Have a great day, you know, or have a blessed day if I'm in a hurry. And whenever I heard it back at a young child telling me, you know, it just it makes me excited that there is hope out there that other people realize that God is real. Absolutely. That's good. That's a reminder that in the workplace, when we're interacting with people, even uh, casually, the words of our mouth, the things that we say can make a difference. In somebody's day, when they're really down, it can make a difference. Yes, and our, our tongues have power in them. Yes, they do, indeed. Um, very powerful. Hey, listen, I want to share another uh, another caller with you. This one is uh, recorded that I, I talked to a little some time ago from Texas, Rod. And he reminds us, and you hear it in his call, about the sensitivity to how others receive our words. In other words, you might say, yeah, I use words. I use a lot of words. Uh, but it's not, it's not so important that you think you're saying the right thing, but are the words that you're speaking being received the way they are intended to be received? In other words, um, well, you, you hear the call with, um, with Rod, and he pretty well lays it out for you. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, before we do, if this topic is resonating with you, all of our shows are on podcast as well. And earlier this week, we talked about the power of words on Tuesday. And so it's like a two-part show. And so you can come to our website at theintentionallife.com. And you can access our uh, podcast there or wherever you get your podcast, just put in Intentional Living and you can hear the shows as well. Uh, if you say, hey, I like this, I'd like to hear more. We got a lot of other topics that we're talking about uh, that'll be encouragement to you, um, like the power of one thing, something we've been talking about this week. What does that mean? What difference can it make? We talk about forgiveness. We talk about marriage. We talk about the principles of living an intentional life in Christ and how they can change your life. Intentional living is a process. 
There's five steps that we teach that make a difference. First of all, making sure you're asking those kind of profound, life-changing questions that are meaningful. That's where it begins, about your life and your, and your, and your world. And uh, then we go on to the other steps of intentional living. That's why we try to teach these things to encourage you. All right, back to the topic today on words. Let's, I want you to listen to this uh, call I had with, uh, with Rod from Texas. Uh, take a listen. My wife is from a damaged past through verbal abuse. And I just want to say that I've had to learn how I say certain things and how I say certain words affect the way she takes it, you know, the, the way she receives it. And sometimes I'm not even thinking about the things that she's been through in her past. And I say things and she takes it the wrong way. I've learned that I have to explain to her, hey, I'm not meaning this in a hostile or a way to tear you down. I'm meaning this in love, you know, and in care because we love each other. And we are living our marriage as the bond together that God has put together through Christ. We just have to remember that the past does dictate what we have learned. So that means we have to adjust how we talk to people or even receive things from people. Mm, very good reminder. That's uh, I think that's an, uh, a powerful reminder on this, this topic. Be aware of how your words are being received by other people. Uh, earlier in the show, Dennis called, couldn't hang on, but he, he left a quote. He said a lady from his church uh, once said to him that coincidences are God's way of remaining anonymous. <laughs> uh, that's an interesting, interesting thought. Um, we think about our childhood memories in my own life, how people spoke into my life. My dad was always very good. He's very encouraging. He would always say things that um, I even remember now years later how he would speak into my life. And so as we wrap up the show in this second part of this discussion on words, can I encourage you to craft your words carefully? What are you going to say to your spouse tonight? What are you going to say to your kids later today? How are you going to discuss things in that business meeting that you're doing online today? What words are you going to use? And what are you trying to communicate? We should spend more time crafting the words that we speak than we do just receiving the words of other people. It's easy to respond or react, rather, to someone without really clearly taking time to respond in a way that will honor God and benefit our relationship. Love your feedback today. What do you think? You can call our comment line, 888 uh, and leave your story with us today. I'd love to hear some of those because you know what? We're going to come back to this topic down the road again. And uh, we'd love to hear your story as well. Again, 888-888-1717. Let me close the show with a few words of my own. Jennifer, thank you for your help today. And uh, Jennifer is uh, running the control board, making sure everything works and all the, the spots run as they should. Perfect. A plus today, Jennifer. And Gino's over there making me look pretty on Facebook. How's that going? Uh, he comes in. It's, I know every day he gets the lighting all set up. I think he's trying to give me that Hollywood glow. How's that working out for me? Uh, not so good. <laughs> and then Steven, you know, he flies the whole ship. He's our producer, and he's got so many uh, irons in the fire for us around here with things that we're doing. Thank you, Stephen, for your work. Appreciate it. 
And uh, thank you for being a part of Intentional Living as well. Have a great day. We'll see you next time from our Intentional Living Center.